When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views from Street. Now here's your host Lonzo Wright, and Rob Brown. You're listening to the Views from Mint Street podcast, your home for Carolina Panther football talk. Rob Brown, Lonzo Wright, so with you, based in Greenville, South Carolina, right in the heart of Panther country. Want to make sure that, again, if this is your first time checking out the pod, do us a favor. Go to where you get your podcast and subscribe to the Views from Mint Street podcast and download those as they drop. We drop a pod as we are doing on Fridays where we preview the weekend upcoming. We drop a pod on Monday, a review of the game in the rearview mirror, and then we drop a pod on Wednesday in our midweek edition, we take a look at injuries. We take a look at transactions. We take a look at press conferences, X's and O's, et cetera, et cetera. So make sure that you subscribe and download the views from Mint Street Podcast. Glad to have those of you that have been listening consistently along for the ride. And welcome to all the noobs. Now, let's take a look at our side of the football. Let's take a look at what we can and need to do across the offensive line, or excuse me, across the offense, and it starts with the offensive line as I get a little bit ahead of myself. How about this? Offensive line, first two weeks, bottom half of the National Football League when it came to grading them out using the PFF grades. Again, a part of the picture, not the whole picture, but an important part of it. In the last two weeks, just about, Everybody has gotten better. Carolina's offensive line has had all five starters play every offensive snap through week four. There are only a few teams that can say that. Amongst qualified guards with a a pass blocking grade, Austin Corbett ranks eighth in the league. Center, Pat Elfland, ranks 12th amongst qualified centers with a pass blocking grade of just a tick shy of 70 as an overall blocker icky's first two weeks about a 48 on the pff grade his last two weeks have been above 70 everybody on this offensive line have gotten better week by week by week by week and that is why there has been so much attention focused on the skill position players because the offensive line is doing its job right now which is why I'm glad to hear Baker take ownership. I'm glad to hear Ben McAdoo take ownership. But at the end of the day, they have to take ownership because the one group of guys offensively that's getting the freaking job done, Lonzo, are the big boys up front. I will say uh, there's a little bit of negativity on the offensive line when it comes to head coach. Coach Rule said part of the problems for the batted down balls for Baker is that the line is blocking good, but they're not getting a push 
on their on their pass blocking that they need to push them off, push the defenders off a little bit more and engage them more so they can't jump. In other words, hold better and don't get caught because if you're holding the guy, he can't jump. I mean, that's that's what I got out of it. I don't know if you got that, but it's just like, hey, you need to work on your hand strength. You need to get inside, get a good grip, and don't let these guys jump. Then the balls don't get batted down. Yeah, no, that's 100% true. I mean, you go back and you look at that J.J. Watt swat from last week that resulted in the INT that pretty much all but sealed the L for us. These guys are getting elevation, and and, and I think you're spot on, right? It's like holding in the league as a whole. You're going to hear, if you watch any given football game, when they put an offensive lineman on the color commentary, they're going to tell you the same thing, which is offensive linemen hold on every snap where it gets called is when those hands get caught outside of the numbers and are close, right? If you can get those hands on the shoulder pads, on the number, on the inside of the Jersey, you can absolutely grab a fistful of fabric, a shoulder pad, but because you have won the hand position battle, you're very rarely, if ever going to get flagged for that. But, and I think you're spot on. The other thing it allows you to do is lean on that defensive lineman, lean on that defensive end, lean on that linebacker, and limit their movement, and that includes vertically. That includes not letting them get up in the air. Baker Mayfield last week had five tip footballs. That is tied for the most batted passes in an NFL game since that statistic has been recorded. Baker Mayfield leads the NFL in batted balls so far this season. That has to get fixed, and that is a part of it. But the other thing that can be done there is by understanding where the majority of those batted balls are coming from, which is off the defensive ends positions, and scheming around that, right? If you're going to run a tight end route, don't run it behind the defensive end. Run it somewhere else. Run it on a cut to the inside. Run it up the seam. Pick something else. Because when you're running guys behind tight ends, you get the threat of a tight end getting up, getting the mitt on the ball, and knocking it down. And, and it's it's that has got to stop. It is not an option. And oh, by the way, who's out there on the right defensive end position? Who's coming, not just from Baker's blind side, but from the side of the field that we have thrown to the tight end? Uh, Bosa, Nick Bosa, young Bosa is coming. Bosa is an excellent uh, pass blocking guy. He is an excellent, excellent uh, finder of the football and pass hunter. He will get up and knock a few down. We have to scheme around that. What can we do for that? We can do draws, screens, play actions, keep those guys very, very honest, but throw some out routes. Have your tight end avoid falling in behind the end. Throw some five and ends. Keep the linebackers locked into the middle of the field. Scheme could solve a lot of the problems, and I think, and I won't speak for Lonzo, but I can guesstimate that that's why he is so up in arms against Ben McAdoo right now. Because we have not changed anything while the offense hasn't been working, and that's a big part of it. Oh, without a doubt. And and one of the main things is uh, second-half adjustments coming out of halftime. I think Carolina has lost a couple games because the team across from them made adjustments and Carolina did not. So you go into halftime and, and you realize, okay, these are the things that we need to do to fix stuff. And it seems like they come out of the halftime doing the same thing, and the other team has already figured out how to to uh, to make it look like what it looks like pedestrian. 
And I think that comes back to coaching. And it may be all-around coaching, but mostly it's the offensive coordinator. You've got to make those adjustments, and McAdoo is not doing that. I, um, you know, it, it, we talked about, we've talked about schemes. We've talked about directions. We've talked about ways that you can utilize the talent that we do have on the inside and the outside to take advantage. And, and they're all there. And as we pointed out, we just haven't done that. Uh, let me go back to basics. And I, I hate saying this because it's one of those things that as a broadcaster, when I say it, it almost sounds like, okay, this guy didn't do his homework, right? This guy didn't dive into this game. But Lonzo, run the football. Run the football. Make them come to us. Make them stay honest across the front seven. Make them give you their attention at the line so that when you do drop Baker back to pass, their linebackers are concerned. They're not going anywhere. They're not falling off into coverage. Their defensive ends aren't able to just play the pass and get ready to jump up and, and try to Dikembe Mutombo us. Play the run to open up the pass. And again, I know that's cliche. It sounds like I don't know what I'm talking about here, and I hate that as a broadcaster, but sometimes the obvious solution is the right one. Sometimes the simple solution is the right one. 13 runs ain't going to do it. Throwing every time that it's third and one ain't going to do it. You've got Deontay Foreman on the sideline, a 200 and however many pound bowling ball of a back. Put him in the game. Don't just give him a carry. I know Chuba Hubbard's got a little case of the drops. He's on kickoff returns right now. He hasn't done it as a running back. Put him back there until he blows in. Utilize all the talent you have. Run the football and open up the field. We have got a mountain to climb for a chance to win in this game. But if you don't do that, it's just a waste of time on Sunday, in my opinion. One of the things that's bothered me the most uh, about Matt Rule in, in press conferences is, is when he's asked why this guy didn't get to play, why this guy didn't get to play. And usually he's saying because we're, we're, we're going three and out too much and we just don't have time to get them in the game. But what you're talking about is situational football where you have personnel that will help you uh, get that first down on short yardage. And that's what the, to us, and maybe we're wrong, but that's what those guys are there for, to get those short yards that you know that Christian McCaffrey is an excellent football player, but there are some things like the short yardage like that where you have somebody else, a big back that you could bring in and get them to do it. Last, last week was, was horrible when first you go with Baker to try to get a third and one, and, and then you try to use McCaffrey to get a, a fourth and one. You, you just can't do that. You can't. You got the personnel there. They're standing there. They got their helmets on. They got their cleats on. Let them play. Yeah, the, the, the whole concept of, well, we're not getting enough first down, so we, we don't have to rotate guys. Yeah, you do. You do. If you're going to sneak Baker from three, a, a three, third down and a yard and a half out, like, Why? Right, he ain't. He's not Ben Roethlisberger, man. Like he's not that guy. You got a guy literally standing next to you on the sideline who was brought in and paid American dollars because that's what he does. Ain't no use it. You know, if 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 you walked into a situation and just about any other job where the guy was using the wrong tool for the job, you look and you go, "Why? That's inefficient. It sets you up for failure." And there's no excuse for it. That's what this is. That is that is one of the problems that has gone from bringing me 
as a guy who started this year like, you know what? Lonzo's talked me into it. I think Rule's finishing up this year and next year is his pressure cooker. And now I'm like, no, he's deep in the pressure cooker. And one of the biggest reasons why for me is because he's not utilizing the weapons he has the way that they ought to be utilized. And there is no bigger example than us repeatedly over and over and over failing to convert third down. I told you in the last pod, we are not just dead last in the league in third down conversion rate and not just dead last in the league in time of possession as an average per game. We are the worst team at those things since those stats being re- started being recorded. And I can go back to last week's Arizona game and remember off the top of my head, five different third downs where I'm like, why? 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 Like, why was that your call? Why are you doing it that way when there are very clearly better options available? And that is why I am so maddeningly frustrated because as Lonzo pointed out to start the pod, one, two, three different plays done different. This Panthers team is real close, real close to being at the worst three and one and maybe four and a real close, but we keep making the same mistakes every week. Great one. We do. We do. We do. And, uh, you know, you get a taste of winning against New Orleans and you think, okay, maybe they've turned the corner and then you take a step back against Arizona. Is this week when you take another step forward and maybe stay there and maybe take another step forward after that? You pointed out how hard the schedule is going forward. If you're going to start getting better, this is the week to start doing it. This is going to be an interesting defensive battle. And um, if you're some fans, maybe going, you know what? I'm just done with the season. I'm looking forward to it. Let's see. Let's see uh, if Baker makes the adjustments he needs to make. Let's see if McAdoo finally opens up his eyes. Let's see if all these things that need to happen happen, and you can win a close one. All right, San Francisco at Carolina just after four o'clock on Sunday. On Monday. Zoe and I will be back to drop our reaction pod, which you will be able to hear once you subscribe to the Views from Mint Street podcast, available where major podcasts are found on Stitcher, on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Play. We will have that pod for you Monday afternoon, then Wednesday, then Friday again. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Niners. It's the Panthers. It's Sunday afternoon. We're back on Monday to break it down. For Lonzo Wright, so my name is Rob Brown. You're listening to the Views from Mint Street podcast. We'll see you Monday. Keep pounding, baby!